Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch. This is Yowie Central. Welcome to the show. I'm Sarah. I hope you've all had a beautiful week. We're talking Dogman and Yowies this week. My special guest is John Kershaw, host of YouTube channel Creepers Cryptid and Paranormal Corner. John will be sharing his terrifying Dogman encounter and also recounts his various Yowie encounters. And in case you haven't heard of Dogman, I would say, where have you been? But just in case... Dogman is the name that's been given to a bipedal cryptid being with a dog-shaped head that reminds people who've seen this being of our traditional ideas of a werewolf. Dogman is commonly reported in the United States, but not quite as commonly reported here in Australia, although we seem to be getting more and more reports of Dogman these days. And just an FYI, John mentions Attila Kaldi and Yowie Dan a few times, so just in case you don't know who they are, they are the filmmakers and Yowie researchers behind the excellent Yowie documentary track, and if you haven't seen that, what are you waiting for? Go do it. Yowie Dan also posts videos about his own research to his YouTube channel, Australian Yowie, so check that out. Both Attila and Dan have been guests on Yowie Central in the past and are good friends of the show. John also mentions the concept of pareidolia. Now, this is a very common pitfall for all crypto researchers everywhere. Pareidolia is seeing familiar objects or patterns in random or unrelated objects. So apparently us humans have a tendency to seek 
patterns in random information where there might not actually be a pattern. So looking at a photo of a dark shape in the trees that has the vague form of a yowie doesn't necessarily mean it's actually a yowie in the photo. In fact, it's most likely not a yowie. And as we're all individuals, we're all different, we all form patterns in different ways. So what looks like a yowie behind a tree to you might not look like that for another person. Hence why people sometimes get really frustrated with photos that people share saying, oh, look, I've got a photo of a a yowie. Can't you see it? And you look at the photo and you can't see the same pattern that that person is seeing and you can't see the the yaoi or the bigfoot or whatever that the other that the photographer saw i'm not sure if you've heard of the american term blob squatch uh, instead of sasquatch a blob squatch is an example of a photo where pareidolia is happening and the photographer can see something that isn't really there. So, are you ready? Good. Here's John. Thanks so much for for agreeing to have a chat with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's all good. So, you <laughs> you've got Yowie stories and dogman, a dogman story. And I saw your photo. That is an incredible, yeah. amazing, probably one of the best dogman photos out there. Uh, I'd yeah, love to. Wild, hey? Yeah, yeah, totally wild. So I'm dying to hear about what happened. Do you want to? Well, do you want to start with dogman, and maybe we can talk about yowies after that? With the dogman, I had two encounters with it, like in the space of three days probably 10 kilometres apart in the areas. I reckon I've had another one there too, but I didn't get close enough to actually see it. I actually seen something up in a tree. Ah. I went down a creek fishing and I come back and the thing that was in the tree was gone. And then like a day later is when I like I had the encounter, the first encounter, and then three days later I went back to the same areas. I seen the thing in the tree and that's when I had the thing stalk me and got photos. So. Well, what what but area what area was like, that? This is like like on the I don't really want to put out like the location and stuff. But oh, that's okay. Just a approximate. Because it's dangerous, but like it's yeah. only twenty minutes from Sydney. Right. Like, I'll show you. I'll send you a photo later with the map and that to show okay, you where cool. it is. And you wouldn't believe like there's a hundred thousand houses around there. Like, it's it's like it's I never expected to see anything there. Little like, like a kangaroo or something. Little like being stalked <laughs> by something like that. It's, it There's is. been reports on, on the AYR, on the interactive map and that. There's actually three or four reports there from back to like the 70s and stuff of Yowies and Jinjadis and stuff, That mm. not this thing that I've seen. No, well, that's so. that's what I'm why I'm totally fascinated at the moment because we are yeah. getting more and more reports of a dog-headed bipedal creature, but there yeah. is very little in Aboriginal law about these beings. So, and somebody did very kindly write in to me when I mentioned that on on, on my show the other day, that it could very well be they don't talk about it because it brings, they don't want to bring it around. It's bad luck because it'll find you if you talk about it. So it could very well be that it's part 
it, it does have a history here, but it's not spoken about. Yeah, or there hasn't been anyone to relay the story about them. Maybe. Because the stories I've had, like the encounters I've had and the stories I've heard and that, they're, they're pretty nasty, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're out in the bush by yourself, deep in the bush like the Aboriginals would have, like, what are they? What would they have done back in the day to save themselves, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And they yeah. could have been blamed on anything because they wouldn't have known, like, yeah, true. how big they are and how strong they are and stuff like that. Like, nothing would really stop them. Yeah, if so, they wanted to get you. No, exactly. <laughs> but but you could say that about Yowies too. Like they're, they're, yeah. nothing could stop them either. But there are stories <laughs> of those. There are paint cave paintings of those. So, yeah. and and you, there are stories all over the country in Aboriginal yeah. communities about the big fella and the little fella. But there aren't yeah. any dogman stories. So yeah. I'm I'm really curious about uh, is it a is it a recent is it a being yeah, that's it's, only it's, been seen recently? Is it only popping in to our dimension uh, recently? Yeah. Um, it's weird. Attila said he's seen something a while back. It was an Aboriginal story about the giant dingo or something like that. And I didn't really see I didn't look into it too much. But I don't know if it meant like a dingo walks on two feet or it's just one of the Aboriginal stories. That And he said maybe that was based on this thing. Over yeah. in America, it's just ridiculous. Like, yeah, there's so At many. The moment, I'm talked to the guys in that North American Dogman project. I think it is over in America. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that Nick Valente that does one of the pages, and he reckons they're getting ten to one dogman sightings to like ten dogman sightings to every one Bigfoot sighting in the yeah. last twelve months. Wow, like it's wild. That is wild. Because <laughs> he's not just dogman. You'll go and look at Bigfoot and Windigos, and he goes into all of it. Like he loves it all, but. Yeah, so he gets all these reports, and he said it's ten to one. He said it's just they don't know what's going on over there. That's a and so close to people. What was his name like, again? Nick Valente. Nick Valente. That's right. I have heard of yeah. him. Um, he just does a page on Facebook, and he goes he goes onto a few different podcasts and stuff, and he's always on. You know, D. A. Roberts. Ah, uh, no. Some podcasts with the stuff over there. And, I'll send you a link to their group and that, and he's real good. I've yeah, spoken to him awesome. a lot because there's no one to talk to over here about dog man, like you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. not, it's not a thing over here. Well, no. I didn't think I used, I used to laugh about it and go look at these idiots. Oh yeah, there's a werewolf out there. And then when I got the photos and looked at the photos and went, oh shit. <laughs> I wonder if my guest from last week's show, Sam, who yeah. saw a dog man kind of creature yeah. uh, last year up in the WA, whether yeah. he has seen your picture. Because I think your photos, you put them up on um, on on Believe podcasts yeah. on, their, on their Facebook site. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he's you seen You can those. see him a bit better on, on my video on my YouTube. You can see it a lot better with the different colour filters on it and stuff. Like, oh, cool. I was thinking that when I was listening to it, I was like, wow, I wonder, I'll have to talk to Sarah and see if he's actually seen them to see if it's like the one that he's seen. Well, I, I will, um, I'll get in touch with Sam, a lovely, lovely guy. Um, yeah, it was a good little podcast. Yeah, yeah, really, episode. really nice, nice man. And he, um, he was keen to talk to other people who might know yeah. something about it. So maybe if yeah. you're up for it, I might put, put you guys in touch with each other and um, yeah. 
and yeah. um, he he can have a look at your stuff, and you can have a chat about about yeah. what he saw and compare notes. Yeah, it's wild. Like that's what I mean. There's no one you can really go and talk to. Like it's hard enough with the yell. Like I had a couple of yell encounters, and that that was hard enough. But when it's something that's not been spoken about over here, and like it's a long way from. I listened to a Sasquatch Chronicles episode one day, and there was a roar at the start of that. And like I recorded one roaring, like this dog man roaring at me in my first encounter, and it was the first thing I'd ever heard. And I think it was in like Minnesota or something. And I was driving down the road when I heard it and actually pulled over because I got all shaky. I was like, "Wow, that sounds the same." I think it was Iowa. Sorry. So I was like, "Wow, that's exactly what." the same as what I heard and I recorded. I haven't heard it anywhere. But the thing is, that's in Iowa, not like Sydney, Australia. Yeah, right. It's the chances. It's just freaky. So, yeah, why don't you why don't you tell us about what happened that day? You don't have to give the yeah. exact location, but tell us yeah, in as please. much detail other than that. Yeah, well, I'll go with the, I'll go with the first encounter with the dog man. It yeah. was um, – at first I, I didn't actually know it was a dog man until the second encounter in the same area. But um, I was going fishing in my kayak in Western Sydney and I was heading over to over to a different spot and I was, a couple of weird things happened on the way over. Like I drove, I was like five minutes down the road and realised I forgot my wallet and had to go back and get my wallet so I could get a coffee and stuff. And I'll never forget it because I've always always needed it with my fishing licence and stuff like that. So I drove back, got that, went and got a coffee and got almost to the to the spot I was going to go fishing at and I pulled up and the gates were locked so I couldn't actually get in there. So I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. And so I started um, thinking about somewhere else I could go and I remember my father-in-law was telling me about a spot he used to go over. It was about five minutes from this other area. He used to go when he was a kid to go swimming with his friends and stuff. And he said, oh, you should try going fishing there one day. And so I'm like, no, stuff it, I'll, I'll go over there and have a look. And it was really weird because as I drove through the gate, I actually, like, I had music playing through my Spotify in the car and as I went through the gate, it sort of glitched out a bit and went to a song and I still can't find it to this day on, on my Spotify or I drove through the gate and it yeah, changed to this different song and it said, you know, this is a bad idea. And I sort of thought, huh, that's a bit weird. And that's, yeah, it freaked me out and I sort yeah. of kept driving in and pulled up and I got out and was sort of looking at my phone and I was like, I don't know what that song is, but it was like a chorus. It was like it was halfway through the song and, yeah, it was just really weird, just heard that and then it just sort of, like, yeah, I was pulling up so I didn't hear any more of it and looked and went, what is that? It's not the song that's playing. <laughs> and So I thought it was a bit weird and I got out and got my kayak off the ute and got all my stuff ready and started heading down there and then realised, oh, no, I forgot my GoPro so I had to stop and run back up to the car and I just simple little things like my wallet and my GoPro. I never forget that stuff. It's always with me. And got down into the water and... It took me about half an hour to get into the water from the car and there was a lot of bush bashing and getting climbing down rocks and stuff and I thought, Oh, this is a bad like this is this is terrible. I shouldn't have come here and finally got out into the into the water and it was real shallow and I had to basically drag myself along the rocks and the sand to get to a deeper spot and yeah, so I got to the deeper spot and I started to fish and we first cast I had like five fish at a time trying to hit the same lure and I was like, Wow, how good's this? And it was just crazy. It was like no one had ever been there. And the effort I went to get into the water, it's not the sort of thing an average person in their kayak is going to go and do. And sort of thinking like someone mightn't have been here for 20, 30 years or if ever, like 
it's not a spot anyone's ever spoken to me about going fishing out and but how good's this? And I kept fishing down the river and every time I'd cast out, I'd have that many fish trying to hit it. And I was like, wow, it's like my own little oasis. It's, it's bloody good down here and little little secret spot I can go every time and have a bit of fun. And, yeah, and I was, it was a bit weird and I didn't think about it for a while, but after thinking about it and that, and um, while I was paddling along, I seen like a grey flash out, out, the side of me, out the side of my eye off to the left in the bush. And I didn't really think about it until like the second encounter I have with the dog man. And I sort of went, oh, what's that? And kept going. And I seen a big rock on the um, on the left of the river. And I thought, I'm going to paddle up to there and give it a go. I reckon it'll be a good spot up there. And so I was fishing away and got up to where the rock was and did a cast out to the right to the opposite bank. And as the lure hit the water, something i was probably about 200 meters up in the bush just started running towards me you could hear it just smashing through the bush like it sounded like a big bull or a massive horse running through the bush but it was that thick like like i would have struggled to run through it and this thing was running down and just smashing the trees out of the way here branches breaking and it was just crazy and i was just sort of freaking out and trying to wind me line in and as i did that i hooked up to a fish and i'm trying to wind the fish in and then all of a sudden the creature just stopped and just started to roar at me. It was just out of sight, like just couldn't see it. I was trying to get the fish out of the water and trying to get the hooks out and I finally got the hooks out of the fish and as I threw it in the water, the whatever the like at the first I thought it was a yowie, but as the fish landed back in the water, this thing just went like ten times louder and just lost lost the plot. It was roaring and smashing branches and it was like I was angry that I threw the fish back and that and yeah, I've, I've never heard anything like it before, the roar. It was like a, as it would roar out, it was sort of, it was nearly like a lion, like a big, oh, like that. But then when it would take a breath in to go to do the next roar, the breath in was actually almost as loud as the roar. And yeah, it was right. weird because it sort of, I thought it sounded like, more like a bear. It was like, what the hell? Like, it sounds like a lion and then like a bear. Like, it was just, I could, that was the closest thing I could think of that I'd heard. And I was sort of, I was panicking, like I had nothing on me, didn't have a knife or anything. And where I was in the river, where this had happened, it was pretty narrow. Like I reckon if I had a clear run to the bank, I could have run and jumped onto my kayak. And the sound of this thing running through the bush and smashing stuff up, like it was like, he could do it the way the bush is now. And I tried not to panic. And I just sort of, after I, once I threw the fish in there, I was sort of sitting for a little bit thinking what's going on. And I just decided to turn around paddle off back to the car like nothing had happened but it was freaky and once I got about 50 meters away from it where it was it just stopped and that's when I sort of started freaking out a bit more because I was like is that stop roaring because it's following me now and so I had to paddle back and I was still just trying to keep calm like nothing was going on and just kept my head straight and didn't even look at the bank or anything so if I see this thing I'm gonna have a heart attack got back to the shallow spot and dragged it up through the rocks and the sand and got up on the rock that's when I thought I'm stuffed here because I've still got about half an hour of getting back to the car and I chucked my kayak I had my kayak on the edge and I chucked all my rods and stuff up on a rock and as I turned around one of my rods actually something hit it and it fell over so I don't know like something through like it threw something at me or what was going on but it was actually it was weird because it was a lure that I caught the fish on before this thing had started running towards me and that's another th- little thing that I sort of went with and oh, that's weird but what's the chance I've got two rods here with two lures and that's the one that gets hit so I panicked and 
I usually drag the kayak along and I, it's a bit easier than that. And once I got it up the rocks and got into the bush, I just chucked it on my shoulder and ran for the car. I carried it like basically so if I could hear anything coming across, it'd have to come through the water or the herd it and stuff. And it was like, I'm going to carry it all the way up and just try and keep an ear out. But wanted to get out of there as quick as I could. And I got back to the car safe and sound and chucked everything in the car. And I jumped, actually jumped in the car straight away and sent Yowie Dan a message on the AYU that they're like on the Yowie Hunters um, forum and said, look, I've just had this thing happen, blah, blah. And I sat, I couldn't leave. I couldn't drive or anything. I was freaking out that much. I sort of sat in the car, locked the doors and started listening to the sounds on YouTube and that looking for different animal noises. I listened to all the Australian native animals in their normal noise, like their normal day-to-day noise or their mating calls and all the different sounds and there was nothing and as I was saying the closest thing I could find was a lion and a bear but it was yeah, it was probably the most scared I've ever been in my life I didn't think I was getting home I didn't have had no weapons on me or anything didn't even have a fishing knife to protect me but by the sound of the thing like the sound of the thing running through the bush I don't think I would have been able to stop it anyway no no and you didn't yeah, catch a yeah. sight of it at that stage but, no it but... stopped like just out of sight I had actually, and then I got back in the car and I was pulling all the stuff out of the car and putting all the stuff in the car and I was like, oh, I'm GoPro. Oh, hang on, I'm GoPro. I had my GoPro playing the whole time. So I've actually picked up the roars, but you can't really hear it as well as you'd know with a GoPro. The audio is pretty crap unless you're sitting on top of it talking and stuff and this thing was, I probably got to probably 50 metres from me in the bush and it was roaring like crazy, but it set all the cockatoos off and stuff like that. And right. You can't really hear it. I've, I've tried clearing it up and Attila had a look at it too and sort of try to get rid of some of the cockatoo noises out of it, sort of boost it up to try and hear it. it. You can hear it. Like you can actually, if you listen to it, you can, and you know what you're listening for, you can hear it. But I was spewing. I wish I picked it up a bit better. But, yeah, it was that was probably the scariest day in my life and like I said I thought it was a gowie and yeah I'd never even thought of dog man or anything like that and I used to, like I was saying I used to laugh about it and uh, yeah dog man or a big werewolf running around the bush like I thought it was just a made up bit of crap from America like dramatising everything like they do and after when I had my second encounter with the dog man that's when I realised crap they're, they're out there. Where did those photos that you took Come from, so the photos that... were um, three days later. Uh-huh. I went to a different section away from it. was in the same river system, but it was about 10 kilometres away. I just thought, I'm not going. I want to go fishing. It was, a, it was actually um, Boxing Day. I just got a new kayak and that, and I thought, I want to go over there and try it because um, the river near my house I'd been going to for years and years, I actually had a Yowie bluff charge me um, early one morning, and then 12 months later, had another, I reckon it was a Yowie following me and my brother-in-law in the bush when I was fishing. That sort of freaked me out too much. I was like, no, it's the same spot. I've had two things happen here now. I'm not coming back. I'd rather <laughs> drive half an hour to go somewhere else and then this stuff happens over there. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> you might be a bit of a magnet, mate. Yeah, well, the first dog man encounter, like the one I spoke about, it was I think it was about two weeks after the Yowie encounter on the other river system. Right. And I was like, when it happened, when I got back to the car, I was like, come on again. Like, 
leave me alone. I just want to go for a fish. Yeah, like, yeah. What what time of year? What when was this? What time of year was it? It was December before COVID. So what was that? December two thousand. Did COVID all start in two thousand twenty? Was it? Yeah, early two thousand twenty. So, yeah, so so December two thousand nineteen. Yeah, so it was late two thousand nineteen. Yeah, it was around the time of the big bushfires and stuff we had. Yeah, yeah, and right. that's why I sort of went to the other spot too because the spot I'd been going to was close to the bushfires that were in like the Blue Mountains and that, and it was a bit smoky and stuff. So I was like, well, it's a good idea. I'll go to this different river system to keep away from whatever's going on there and then run into a dog man. <laughs> yeah, so so what happened then? So so how did you get that? How did yeah, you so manage the, to get that footage? Yeah, so the second encounter with it, yeah, it was saying it was three days later on Boxing Day, I went over there and I'd stopped like, after the Yowie encounters, like they were happening, the first, the big bluff charge I had the the previous year, I'd been going real early in the morning fishing, like getting in it. It was just after my son was born. So I'd get in the river at say three, four o'clock in the morning and fish to eight in the morning. And then by the time I got home, my little son was only a couple of weeks old. So the missus and the kids would be up and I'd give them a hand for the rest of the day. So it was my compromise of, yeah, let me go fishing, but I'll make sure I get home to help you. You know what I mean? Like, Yep. Keep everyone happy in that. So, so I had the bluff charge happen, and that sort of after that happened, that freaked me out. And I said, No, I'm not fishing now until the sun comes up. So I got over the spot before the second encounter. It was about six o'clock in the morning. I got my kayak off, got it all set up, got in the water, and it was good. I jumped in the river. I was fishing for about 10 minutes. I thought, How good? I was just thinking, How good is this? I'm over here. I'm not stressing. The sun's up. Don't need to worry about anything. Haven't heard anything weird. And yeah, it was about 10 minutes into fishing and I was thinking that. All of a sudden I heard a, a, like a twig snap in the bush. And I went, oh, what's that? Oh, it's probably a little wallaby. And after I was fishing for a little bit and realised once I started to take a paddle to go to a next, sec- next section, I actually heard footsteps. So I could hear something walking after me from where the twig had snapped. And at first I thought, oh, yeah, it's just a bit of, bit of a coincidence. And after a while of paddling, I realized every time I'd stop stroking, like taking a stroke with the paddle, this thing would stop. And I thought, that's when I went, hang on a minute, there's something going on here. Like, And the thing that was following me, it sounded like like a big racehorse or a big bull walking through the bush. Like it wasn't quiet, taking the steps and stuff. Like I worked with racehorses for 10 years and I know the sounds of a big, big horse or even the cows out there and that like on different surfaces how they sound walking and that and with it with their weight and stuff and i reckon this thing that was following me would have been four or five hundred kilos you could just hear the way it was like every step was just like boom 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 and it was definitely two feet and right. i sort of started getting a bit freaked out then and so i'd so i'd paddle five or six times and you'd hear it take five or six steps and then i'd stop and then same thing, take two pad- two paddles, thing would take two steps. And after a while of that happened, I realised, like, it's not just following me. The way it was, it was stalking me. Right. Same thing, it was just out of sight. And, yeah, so this thing was following me, and I got about a kilometre down the river because I didn't want to turn around and head back for the car because the creature was actually on the same side of the river as the car. I thought, whatever this thing is, if I try and get out, there's a chance it's going to get me. So I paddled down about a kilometre and I thought if this thing keeps following me, I can go another probably f- about a kilometre and I was would have been coming out right nearly into a main street of a town. So my idea was to head downstream to where there'd be people around. There's 
bike tracks and that to go along the river and there would have been people out walking by I think this was about seven twenty past seven, seven thirty maybe in the morning. So sun's up roaring. And um yeah, as I was thinking, I'll just keep paddling. I noticed something black in the bush out to out to my left hand side. It was a spot that I'd fished a few times and and I'd been in back into the area and went, yep, next time I come, I'm actually going to, next time I come down this section, I'm going to try and fish on on this bank here because there's a couple of snags and stuff. So I knew what the bush looked like. And there was something black out the side, like out to the left. And I thought, that looks a bit weird. And so I sort of stopped and I could just, I couldn't see what it was, but I could just see something black in the bush that wasn't supposed to be there. So I pulled my phone out, took a couple of photos and, um, being out in the car, I just took the photos, locked the phone, chucked it in my pocket, and then sort. Yep, I'm going to paddle off now and get down to this, down towards the town. And once I started to paddle off, I realised that whatever the creature was following me, it actually stopped walking, like stopped stalking me. And I thought that's a bit weird. Like all that time, and all of a sudden now, bang! Like I'm not anywhere near this town. This thing should be following me if it was after me. And I got about 500 metres down the river from the section. I got the photos and pulled up and I thought I'd pull up and have a smoke and have something to eat and see if I can hear anything, see if the thing's still in the bush. And that's when I pulled the phone out and unlocked my phone. As soon as I unlocked it, I seen the photos that I'd got and I crapped myself. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't blame you. That's when I sort of, I freaked out a bit too because I was like, great, now I've got to get back to the car. So it freaked me out. Like I'd never seen anything like the photos I got. Like you see photos on the internet of Dogman and, they try and say it's dogman and it might be an eyeball in the bush from 500 metres away. And you're like, come on, guys. Like, how can you possibly say that's a dogman or a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch? It might be a nose from 200 metres away and they've taken it with a old Polaroid camera or something like that. Like, we say, me and Attila say it's like from 500 metres away and it's been taken by a potato. Like, you can't <laughs> say that's anything. So when I see my photos, I, I, yeah, it freaked me out. I was like, no way, like. Do you want to, do There's you no want to way dis- in hell that's right. So no. Do you, do you want to describe those photos for the listeners? When when I play this on the show, I will, with your permission, yeah. I'll I'll post your photos on the Facebook page. But yeah, cool. do you want to just describe yeah. for the listeners in the meantime what what you saw in those photos? Yeah, well, in the photos, like I've spoken to a heap of people, and they some people like say, "Oh, it looks like a dog," or "It looks like this," and the way I see it, and it lo- just looks like a big German shepherd or like a wolf, big black German shepherd head in the bush and it's got a big protruding snout and big pointy ears and you can see like the eyebrow ridge and stuff and you can actually see in between the ears where there's hairs coming off like it's coming off the top of their head and, yeah, and there's hair all around its face and, yeah, it's, well, the best way I could describe it is like a big black German shepherd. And which I, at first I thought it stood at about the way I thought the bush was. I thought it was only about six, seven foot off the ground. Yeah. Once we, I went back with Attila and Yowie Dan to check out the area a couple of months later because I was freaked out and didn't want to go back myself. And once we actually got in there and had a look, and there was no branches around there that any like people said, "Oh, it's a dog up a tree." I'd, I've never seen dogs that can climb trees, and the way the bush was was actually completely different. So where I thought it was just a head standing up on the bank, when you go in there, it's actually all vines and stuff and there's only a couple of trees there. The rest is all vines and the the bank actually comes real steep back down to the water. 
and where I thought it was standing at about seven foot tall, it's probably closer to about 10 foot tall. Wow. And there's nothing anywhere in there that even I could have stood up on. And I'm only 68 kilos, 70 kilos. Like there's nothing I could have stood on it without breaking. So there's no chance of yeah, anything being up the tree staring at me. Wow. So, yeah, so 10 foot when, tall. Yeah, it'd be around that, I reckon, if if not more. And that's it freaked me out. It was good going back with the boys, but it was actually probably scarier because I was like, wow, this is real. Yes. Like we've been, we went along the river in the kayaks and we looked and went, yeah, it's not pareidolia. There's no branches sticking out there. There's not a plastic bag stuck or anything. Like there's definitely something in my photo and then there's definitely something like missing in the photos that we took that day. Yeah. Like it's just wild because a lot of people said I might be pareidolia and that, like you just caught a shadow on that, but. No, no, I've yeah, seen no. that photo. That's not pareidolia at all. There's something yeah. there. What it is, yeah. you, the way you describe it is exactly what it looks like. It's not, yeah. there's something there, yeah, absolutely 100%. something there, something dog-like that has a dog-like yeah. head and snout and ears, absolutely. Yeah. And, and if you've looked. Wild. Yeah, that is wild. That is totally wild. You, you, you're, you must have gotten chills and goosebumps and yeah um well even to this day like it's been like almost like it's been over just over like nearly two years now my dad still rings me up every week or so and he's like shit man like that photo still gives me goosebumps i can't believe you took that photo i'm like me either like it's 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 pretty cool at the same time it's real scary like it's like that's this stuff isn't supposed to be out there no, that's one of the best photos I've ever seen of yeah. of any of these cryptid creatures. Really, like it's yeah, uh, it's quite a, a remarkable, remarkable photo. Yeah. Did, so did you did you take did you say you got f- footage or was it just the was it photo? No, I got the three photos of yep. the, that day, and then I had my GoPro running when I had the thing charge me. Oh, that's right. That, three days before and. You can just sort of hear the roar and stuff, and but yeah, then it's weird too because them three photos I took on my phone, like it's a, the photo I got it on. It was only like a Sony, uh, uh, what is it, Samsung S nine. It was an older phone, but you take the photos and it's always got the image in it. You can watch it and it actually moves for a couple oh, of seconds. Yes. Yep, yep. But the motion photo, yep. them three photos are the only three photos I've ever taken that you can't watch the motion photo. Ah. which I don't understand. Like I've even zoomed in on photos and taken photos and the motion photo shows you zooming in as you're taking it and stuff. And it was just really, really bizarre, like all of it that morning. And so, and then I've got the photos, looked at them, freaked out and headed back to the car. And um, I'd forgotten to tell you, but on the way down, like before I got the photos out to the right, I'd seen another grey flash and I didn't even think anything about it the first time I was, I was saying the first encounter and then the second time it happened same thing didn't pay attention got home and I was like hang on that's two times now I've had these encounters and seen this gray flash thing going through the bush and it's another weird thing that's happened over there with all this stuff like it's like what's that like yeah it wasn't like it was just a flash in my eye or anything it was something that flashed through the bush and whether it's something to do with them or something else but I got back to the car and the whole paddle back to the car I reckon I would have won the Olymp- 
won, won the gold medal at the Olympics way I paddle back. I freaked out. But then I realized, oh, same thing. I better slow down and keep an ear out in case the thing was following me. But never heard one thing after I got them photos. So whether the thing, the creature realized I took photos of it, like they're smart and actually realized oh, I've mucked up here, or maybe it picked up on the frequency from me camera after it and it sort of spooked it off or whatever it was. But as soon as I took them photos, that was it. Didn't hear another thing. Got back to the car, got loaded up and got home and got home and I showed the missus and the photos and she's like, oh, my God. Like She said it more looked like her first interpretation was she looked like a um, like a black bear. I said, yeah, same thing. I reckon it looks like a dog. And then when she looked at it again, she's like, yeah, no, that's definitely a dog. Like, And then that she was asking me where it was. And I was like, it wasn't on the, it wasn't up a tree. It wasn't on a mound of dirt or anything. Like it's off the ground. And I said, went out with a tiller and that had a look. And I just couldn't believe how big it actually was. Like, how does a thing like that get around the bush in where the area it's in, like surrounded by hundreds of thousands of houses without anyone seeing it? It's really bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Really bizarre, especially that size. And if it if it makes such heavy footsteps when it's moving through the bush, yeah. you'd think – I mean, there's yeah. a, Australians – there are a lot of Australians who are quite adventurous and they're out bushwalking yeah. and, you know, uh, yeah. adventure sports. You'd think that someone would be noticing a heavy creature yeah. like that move through the bush. Yeah. And that, uh, like at first I was saying, I thought like it was stalking me. But then after like thinking about it and going through it over my head so many times, I was like, maybe it was more intimidating me. Like it was letting me know it was there. Like it wasn't. It was stalking me, but it, it like stepping so loud, it was their way. Its way of trying to scare me or spook me off. But yeah, possibly. And possibly. as Tiller and Yoey Dana said too, like. It would have been good to know what else was in the area. Like if I've got that photo of that creature, he said, what else was there? Like yeah. you hear it in America and that, and they have it even in, in Australia, the Yowie or Bigfoot sighting, someone will see one off to the left and then hear something run off on the right. You know what I mean? Like they show themselves to sort of, hey, look at me, while whatever else is going on in the area can happen without being seen. Like whether there was babies or pups or whatever you'd call them, maybe it had kids there or it might have been the big male and there might have been a female there, so it was trying to get my attention so I didn't realise what else was there. But it's just, yeah. Still to this day, like, still gets the hairs standing up on the back of my neck talking about it now. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's giving me goosebumps just thinking about it. So yeah. with the grey flashes that you saw, were yeah. they large in, in between trees, were they? Do you think they were coming? Oh, it was just, yeah, just like in the bush. It was just like a grey. I just noticed a grey flash out the side of my eye in the bush, like something like it was travelling through the bush. Whether it was this thing maybe running past, or like it could have sprinted past or something, and just seen a flash of grey or that, but like the thing was black. But yeah, I haven't been able to explain that. Whether it was a spirit or something, maybe in the area or. Because Attila said too, like, and I said, like, I don't know why this thing didn't get me. And some of my, like, family members, like, gener- a couple of generations before, like, before me were Aboriginal. And he said maybe that was, I was protected by spirits of my ancestors and stuff because yeah. it was actually in the national park that's to do with my tribe that I've come from, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, maybe. So whether that was something to do with it or that could have been why it didn't come after me or... 
it could have been why when I was driving in that music stuffed up and played the, you know, it's a bad idea. That could have been them <laughs> trying to warn you off or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that is so creepy. <laughs> in the first encounter too, like I could have been carried away and forgot to tell you, but when I was sitting there in the kayak just about to turn around and paddle off, I actually heard in my head something say, go now or you're going to die. Oh. And um was it the creature saying that? Because I know it wasn't my thoughts. Like it was a different voice. Like something in my head just said, go now, you're going to die. And I don't know if it was the creature. You hear about telepathic talk, like uh, mind speak and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Or was it me picking up, being in that national park to do with my ancestors, picking up on spirits or from the land or something like that, saying, hey, go now, you're going to die, like being a warning. So that's just a bit weird, but yeah. yeah, the more you think about it, the more you talk about it, there's like more and more things you think, wow, that happened too and that happened. Like it's not just a, not like you just walked out of the bush and seen a kangaroo, like there's so much more going on with these creatures. It's just, yeah, it's just like I said, it's wild. Absolutely. So has anyone else in your family, like aunties and uncles, parents, brothers and sisters seen uh, these creatures or, or had other strange paranormal things happening? Oh, not not too much. Like, well, my first yowie encounter I had years ago, it was actually at my Nana Pop's farm and mum and dad and my nan were with me when it happened. And other than that, like, all the rest of the stuff, like, not much going on. I've had family members that have seen yowies and stuff in different areas but not in the same locations. People go out in the bush a lot, you sort of notice a lot more things. And so whether it's just to do with more of my family being out in the bush or going to different places and just a coincidence or it might be something to do with the Aboriginal side of us or, yeah, it's it's hard to work out if it's that or it's just just a coincidence. But Yeah. What, yeah, what convinced you that the, the, the Yowie, the bluff charge that you experienced was a Yowie? Well, I'm, I've mucked up with the um, with them um, encounters. I don't think it was when the bushfires were on. I think it was the year before the bushfires were on, so it was when the bluff charge happened with the bushfires. Oh, yeah. So yep. I think they were 2018, were they? Not 2019? I can't remember. Oh, it doesn't, that's all right. Dates, it doesn't but, matter. But um, whether there was the big bushfires or there was a bushfire at the same time, but when that bluff charge happened, it actually – was when there was fires in the area and not it's probably about as a crow flies probably 15 kilometers from like Barragrang Valley and stuff like that and there was bushfires up there and that's I've had heard so many stories of yowies and stuff through the Blue Mountains and all the Blue Mountains are connected to the Barragrang Valley and stuff like that and that morning um I'd got up like I was saying real early I was in the water about four got all my fishing gear sorted and rolled a smoke. And as I like as I went to um, light the smoke, this creature come sprint like smashed out of the bush from right right next to me. It come running out and it would have stopped like I reckon if I don't know how I didn't see it, but if it had stayed there, I reckon I could have leant out of the kayak and touched it. It got that close to me. So this thing just smashed out of the bush towards me and stopped right on the bank right next to me. And then as I looked up with my headlamp, there was nothing there. And that sort of freaked me out. So I paddled out to the middle of the river and was freaking out a bit. And the whole time I could hear this weird noise in my ears. And it's like, it was like the predator noise. 
like if you make the noise yourself instead of watching it like that uh, like sort of like that and I could hear that in my head and I was like what's going on and I stood up in my kayak I had a big spotlight and I was looking through the bush and still same thing couldn't couldn't see nothing and I was started to freak out and I was like I'm in trouble here and um I wanted to get out and run to the car and where it had happened it was the track was I walked from the car straight past wherever this thing whatever this thing was in the bush it charged me I got straight in the water there. So I had to get out from where, like where this creature was to get back to the car. And I sort of paddled around the middle of the river. And I was at one stage I paddled right up to the bank. I thought stuff, but I'm going to go have a look. Same thing. I had the GoPro going and I'm going to paddle up and have a look and see, I might be able to get it on the camera. And I paddled up and I could still hear this noise in my ears. And I pulled up, got up on the edge of the bank and stand up in the kayak. And I was looking in there with a big spotlight and there was nothing there. And I thought I had an idea I was going to yell out. So if I yell out real loud, whether it's a kangaroo or a deer or something like that, like it'd spook out and spook and run off. And I went to yell and I couldn't physically yell. And people said, oh, it was because you were scared. And I said, it's not being scared. It's for some reason, my voice wasn't working. And the same thing, yeah. I would still hear this humming in me, like this weird noise in my head. And that was like, it was tripping me out because I was like yeah I'll yell out and I'll scare whatever it is I might be able to catch a glimpse of it couldn't yell and then eventually I got back in the kayak and I was paddling around again as soon as the noise stopped I I could hear my voice like I could talk again and stuff like that so a lot of people said like I must have got hit by infrasound yeah there's a lot some people get sick some people get headaches and stuff like that and other people lose their voice and that like they said, oh, you're probably scared. And I was like, no way. I was standing up on the kayak holding onto the bank. If I was scared, there's no way I would have been able to do that. But I just couldn't physically yell. And I'd put it down to being a yowie after having an encounter when I was younger. But then because the bushfires where they were, they got to about within 5Ks of where I was fishing. And with all the yowie sightings in the Blue Mountains and that, and I thought, wow, it's obviously a yowie. It's come down to get out of the get away from the fire and stuff. And talking to the guys on the Yowie Hunters forums, and one of them said, it was probably because you lit the smoke. I've lit the smoke, and maybe this creature's thought I was trying to start a fire. It could have been in the bush when the fire started, you know what I mean? So when I flicked the lighter and it seen that flame, whatever it was, it shot out of the bush towards me like it was like it was trying to stop me from starting a fire. That sort of freaked me out. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, it was, it was massive too, like, and I've spoken to a few people and they said, how do you know it wasn't a dog man? But what had happened that day, like that morning when it happened, like it had, had a different feeling to it. With a dog man, I've been like terrified. Like I thought I was going to die. Like it was the freakiest thing I've ever had. And the two Yowie encounters, it was, it was scary, but it wasn't like I didn't feel life I mean, Life was threatened. Like it was, it's just, it's hard to explain. And then that's why I thought, yep, that's, it's not the same creature, and that's how, like, I thought it was a yowie just because I hadn't encountered the dog man yet. And then after that happened, I realised, hang on, like, it could have been anything. It's just I've so had... hard without seeing them and stuff. Yeah, you can't yeah. sort of, you don't know. Like, it could have been a dog man the whole time. All my encounters that I'd had the two yowie encounters at that river system and then, yeah, one when I was a kid. I think I was, I was about 15 with the family at the farm. We didn't see it then either, but 
we we took a walk down. We got there one like late one night, and my pop was telling us about the dam they'd built on the farm. They built a massive dam, and me and Dad loved fishing. Like I'd love to go down, go fishing in there. We went for a walk, and it was about well, it's probably about a kilometre down to the dam. By the time we got lights and that, it was about twelve o'clock at night, and we got a couple hundred metres down the route and down towards the um the dam, and Mum said, "Can you smell that?" And we stopped and we were like having a sniff and that, and you could you could smell fire. It was really weird, and we're like where we were. It was that dark, like there could have been a fire within five kilometres away, and you would have seen the glow off it. We thought that's real odd. Anyway, we kept kept walking, and you get down. There's a gateway. It's about three, four hundred meters from the dam, and you go down through a creek. Anyway, we were about fifty meters off the off the gateway. Mum said, "Stop, stop! Can you hear that?" And we all stopped, and you could hear like a sound like a raging bushfire, like a big, like there's a big fire coming up the valley. And we all stopped. And we went, "What the hell's going on?" Like we smelt fire, and now we could hear a fire, and then just like that, just stopped. We thought, what's going on? Like, if there's a fire probably 10 kilometres away. You'd nearly see it there. It was that dark and like that open and that. And thought, what's going on? And we'd gone through the gateway and just about to get down to the towards the creek. We had this, on the other side of the creek, there's actually a big old willow tree. We had this big massive snap at the willow tree and a big crash bang. And you could hear this weird noise through the air. And it was like you throw a stick and it was like boop, 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 through the air. Anyway, as we're standing on, what's that? A massive branch actually hit the fence behind us and it set off kangaroos and whatever this thing was ran off through the bush. And so we freaked out and ran back towards the house. And yeah, we got down, we come back down a couple of hours later with me pop to have a look around the area with the car and the lights and stuff. And it'd been a big branch snapped off the willow tree. And sure enough, it was what was near us. And between where we were and the willow tree was about 70 metres. And me and Dad struggled to pick the branch up, let alone being able to throw it 70 metres. So that freaked us out and we are up all night thinking about it. Never seen any signs or anything down there other than underneath the willow tree, all the grass was all padded down. And Pop said, oh, it might have been some some goats up in the tree or something and you spooked them and they jumped and the branch snapped. And we're like, nah, that's definitely, that's the branch over here that we heard snap. And so that, that was pretty, pretty crazy. Like we ran up to the house and, like I've never been so scared in my life then until this stuff I've had with the dog man. But a couple of days later, me and the dad, me and my dad jumped the fence and went fishing in a different spot. And we heard some banging through the bush and we're like, oh, what's that? Like freaked out. Anyway, a little kangaroo popped up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's funny, a little kangaroo. And about 10 minutes later, I heard this boom, 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 even louder through the bush and we went, oh, freak, another kangaroo. And the kangaroo at that point popped its head up, looked at us. And you could just see the fear in its eyes. And the kangaroo just took off like a bullet. And that's when me and dad grabbed the stuff and bolted, jumped on the motorbike and shot back up the house. <laughs> it was just pretty scary. And after, like when we were down there with all this stuff going on, dad's like, it might have been a yowie. And I didn't know what it was. And I had a laugh. And what's that? And he goes, have a look it up. Look it up on the internet. That was probably the first time I've seen the Yowie Hunters website. And there was a couple of um, encounters Oh, they would have been within 100 kilometres of where Nenapot's farm was. And I'm like, wow, that could have been that. And then all the new encounters that had come out over the years and you hear about people smelling fire and people hearing 
them roar and they could sound like a bushfire and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, that's definitely, it was one of them down there. I've also had people report hearing something, something big crashing through yeah. the bush and yeah. actually seeing the trees and the bushes be parted out of the way but no, yeah. not able to see what's moving, yeah, nothing, the, there. nothing there. Um, I've also had people report that that pixelated predator-like effect. Yeah, I've heard that. That's that's scary. Yowie-shaped, but predator. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that is super scary. Super scary. And if you're hearing a predator like that, like the noise, and you find that you can't call out at the same time, that's that's next level creepy, isn't it? Yeah, it was weird. It's like. It was like the predator noise. I, I remember listening to a guy on YouTube and he does all different sound effects from movies and he actually done the predator noise. And I was like, that's exactly what I could hear in my ears. Right. And whether it was like an infra, sort of infrasound, but it wasn't quite low enough that I was still picking up a little bit of sound, like cause you're not supposed to be able to hear infrasound. That's right. So whether it was and yeah, but the fact that I couldn't yell and the creature – like it could have touched me, it got that close. And then when I looked up with a torch, like within a split second, because I, I had the headlamp on because I just rolled me smoke and just about to paddle off, like split second turned my head and there was nothing there. It's like, what the hell's going on? Like, that's when I went back to look at the banks, hoping, oh, there might be a big wombat or something. I was like, it wasn't a wombat, it was way too big, but looking, looking for things that it could be in the area and there was nothing around. But yeah, it's... And it's you could crazy. you could move could you, at, the, at that time yeah. when you noticed you could hear that sound. Yeah, yeah, I could you move could completely. Move. Do everything. I just couldn't could make a, a sound out of my mouth. Like wow. no matter what I tried, like is a thing. I thought I'd scream out real loud and spook whatever it is out. And but then at the same time, after I did it, I couldn't work. I was like, crap. What if something happens? I'm not going to be able to yell out for help. There was houses off in the distance, but if I yelled out as loud as I could, you'd probably hear me, but I couldn't even do that. I'd never been so scared in my life again. Like, it's just like every time something's happened, it's just got scarier and scarier and scarier and closer and stuff. And it's like, wow, like, you sit there growing up as a kid and you see things on TV and you're like, oh, yeah, whatever, that's not true. And it's like living near scary movies as a kid in real life. Like with the dog man and yowies yeah, and yes. that, like it's just yeah. and and it's quite remarkable. You know, there's there's people who spend their life out in the bush and never see one of these yeah. creatures, uh, yeah. but there's people like you who have yeah. had now multiple weird uh, happenings yeah. and then gotten these these photos and and felt that fear and yeah. had all those strange things happening so many times. It's it's yeah, it's almost like. Well, there's something special about you, obviously, that they're they're attracted to, or there's something about your your frequency that you vibrate at that, that they can. Yeah, they're attracted to. I, I, yeah, I don't have the answers, but that's it's yeah. so interesting. It's, it's, it's interesting it's, it's for me, but it's scary you, for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> yeah, if I go out looking for stuff, like I'll strike out. I won't say anything. I won't hear anything. These times I've gone out fishing, of all things, just going for a fish, not looking for anything, bam, that's happened. Like, it's just crazy. Like, I've had a, I've seen a couple of Bigfoot and stuff like that too. Like, uh, Bigfoot, uh, big cats sightings ah. and stuff like that. And in the similar, the same thing, not same going places? out looking for stuff. Oh, yeah, probably about 15, 20 minutes the other direction, like right. away, but up towards, sailing up towards the, the mountains and stuff. And it's just, just, yeah, Big it's just crazy. All these things ones? that they tell you that aren't out there. Yeah, I've seen two black ones and one that looked like a cougar colour. Right. So whether it was, I've had me mates tell me that it might have even, whether it was a cougar or I might have seen a marsupial lion. Well, it, it's really might have odd. Been extinct, like for that color, you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really strange. We do get reports. We often often I speak to someone about their Yowie sighting, and at the end of the conversation, yeah. they'll say, "Oh yeah, and I saw I saw a big a black panther in the same place, or in a it, yeah. or, or on another occasion, they've they've seen a Yowie, yeah. but they've also seen a black panther." And yeah. I remember. Tony Healy, the the researcher and, and author, was yeah. He's he was drawing connections between black cats and yowies and yeah UFOs and water creatures. Like they all seem to be seen often by the same people yeah. in similar locations, not not necessarily at the same time, although sometimes seen in, in at the same on the same occasion, but. There's some connection there, whether... Yeah, it's where whether it's like a these areas are like bringing these creatures to them or... Or it's the it's same being that's shape-shifting from one, yeah, maybe. one form to another. It's funny because I was looking into some stuff one day. I was bored and um, the two couple, the couple that went missing down the Victorian high country, they're just... Oh, yeah, the um, one, one in Gatta Valley. Yeah, the... The older couple, they just found yep. their remains and stuff on the Yeah, mute. very sad. And I was watching a, yeah, very sad. And I was listening, I was watching a video by David Polites. He actually did like a YouTube 411 on it. And it had a map and it showed where they went missing and all the different spots. And I thought, that's real weird. Like, it's, I wonder what's going on there. And then just after that was when Melbourne had the earthquakes. Anyway, I looked up on the earthquake website and it showed you where the epicenter were were and they were actually in the same sort of areas where all these people went missing right and i thought what's that's weird because australia's not on we haven't got fault lines like we're not got tectonic plates on top of each other we shouldn't have earthquake and i thought that's really weird so then i looked at that and then i went on to the, the yaoi hunters website and looked at the interactive map and if you go to that same spot there's actually been yaoi sightings in that same area too that's right yeah. And that's just really weird that three things, like 
all these people going missing in this weird spot, then the earthquakes, and we're not supposed to have earthquakes. And then, yeah, we saw it too. I was like, like, it's just like everything up here that I've had. Like, it's like all these different things. Just You find this one spot and you could get so much activity with everything. Yeah. Like, I, whether it's to do with the energy or. Or is it ley lines, some, something know. to do with ley yeah. lines. There's... Yeah, that's I've never, I've heard about that. I haven't looked into them, but it'd be interesting to see if any ley lines cross in these sections too. like Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't know enough much about ley lines either, but I've just started I've just started learning how to use a pendulum and yep. um, researching a little bit about ley lines. It's quite an interesting subject. I've, I found yep. out that there was one that comes, there's one that goes through Uluru that also comes all yep. the way down to through Echuca and Victoria and Shepparton. Um, oh, but I yep. wonder, I don't remember just off the top of my head, but I wonder if that same ley line goes through into Gippsland, into where yeah. th- where that earthquake was situated as well. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be interesting, eh? Yeah. What's the pendulum thing you're so talking about? I'm I'm doing it's it's an energy clearing course, and yep. you use a a pendulum. To and it's quite strange because you can yeah. you can hold it above the palm of your hand, and oh, is that the thing? And then you can get it to move by itself. Yes, like and it yeah. changes directions. If you then turn your hand upside down and it's over the back yeah. of your hand, it swings in a different pattern, and, yeah. it, well, and every single time because... it does the same thing. On the palm of my yeah. hand, it it swings backwards and forwards at a certain yeah. angle. As soon as I, I turn my hand over and it starts swinging in a clockwise circle and every single time I do it, it happens exactly the same. Um, yeah, well, that's interesting because that's what I thought it was because my mum used to, or she still does now, but she always loved tarot cards and uh-huh. Reiki and stuff like that. She yeah. really got into Reiki and we're doing the race horses and that she's even come out and done like pain relieving Reiki on the horses just oh, to awesome. try it, just, just for something like not right into it, she's just really interested. And, and she had one of the pendulums and she was doing it one day and went, yeah, whatever, you, you're a crack up, you're just moving it <laughs> yourself. And she gave me a turn and it was swinging that hard with me that she looked at me and went, what? Like it was nearly swinging that hard that it, when it was coming down, it was nearly dropping and then swinging again. Yeah. And she's like, wow, you're like, you're, you're mucking me around. I'm like, I'm sitting there shaking, going, no way, mum, I'm not moving my hands at all. Like, what? what is this? I was like, what is this witchcraft? <laughs> she started to laugh. Like, it's kind of I'd like had nothing. Like, I was doing it, thinking, oh, yeah, it's just taking the piss out of me. She's having a joke with me, and then when I did it, she's like, wow, like, I've never seen that happen before. And she's even said, like, maybe energy picks up on these beings or creatures or whatever you want to call them. Like, maybe. It's so hard with all the different encounters and that you hear people like you said seeing trees moving and not seeing the creature and it's like well, flesh and blood you'd be able to see it or whether they're camouflaging or what but the way i think of it i think it like look at it as um maybe people are picking up on yeah your dog man bigfoot whatever whichever creatures but maybe picking up on their spirits when they're not seeing them yeah if people have encounters with ghosts and poltergeist and all that sort of stuff so could that be the explanation for some of the things that are happening that they're not seeing them or weird odd things happening and then they're but then again other people are actually just picking up on their live on the live creatures maybe but even then it still doesn't explain enough 
No. <laughs> it doesn't explain no. it well enough to go, yeah, that's a that's it for that's sure. It. Yeah, it's, no. <laughs> no, it's it doesn't. It's weird that they could be here and then they're gone. Like Yeah, or or just, like the the um the witness I interviewed last year but put it on my show a couple of shows back, uh, who yep. saw that crazy creature with the cat shaped head. Um, yeah. he, he also saw a, a massive or two yowies, a little one and a big one, but the massive yowie, as he moved towards it, faded out and disappeared in front of his eyes. Yeah, and he, he actually walked. I heard that. Yeah, and he actually walked through where it was. Yeah. So. That gave me goosebumps. I was like, oh, imagine seeing that. Like the stuff that I've had happen yeah. to me is like bad enough, but seeing that, like something physically inside it in front of you, and it's just like someone's just turned their turned it translucent like mm. like someone's just on the computer and just saying we'll drop that for the photo but yeah. it's actually in real life like that's just wild yeah and that was at night time too like even scarier yeah. <laughs> and he's out in the yeah. bush by himself yeah i've seen like when i've been fishing on different occasions and that when before i'd had like the recent yowie encounters and stuff like you'd see so much in the mornings like and not think anything of it. Like even one morning I was fishing and I seen two glowing red eyes in the ah. bush. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap, I was picking, oh, I must have, must be a fox or something over there. And then after all this happened, I was like, hang on, that happened. I seen those eyes, but I didn't have a light on it and stuff like that. And you, once you have an encounter, you think about stuff, odd things that have happened, and it sort of explains it to you. Then you're like, well, maybe that was this or that. Yeah. But until you have an encounter, you don't even, like, it's like your eyes are closed. Like, you know, you don't realise what's going on around you until you actually physically have a bad encounter or something enough for you to know that there is creatures out there that can can do stuff. Like, it's not just, yeah, it's hard to explain. No, no, I know exactly what you mean. You, all of a sudden yeah. the, the penny drops and you go, oh, hang on, when that happened yeah. in the past, maybe... Wait a second. <laughs> Maybe that was yeah. something a little bit spookier going on than than yeah. I realised, and and th- things fall into place, and you go, "Oh, maybe that's what happened." Yeah, and talking to the guys in America about the dogman and that, like you were saying before, people have said like sometimes they follow you and stuff. I was talking to my dad one day, and I'd totally forgotten because I was so young, and he he's talking to me because you know what? Do you remember when I was younger? I was about it was about five. Um, dad, dad was a local milkman, so he'd get up at two in the morning and go to work. So, because he'd get up so early, he'd um, sleep in the spare room so he wouldn't wake mum up for like at two o'clock in the morning. So he'd go to work anyway. My room was next to his, and I, I remembered it after he was talking to me. But he goes, "Do you remember the time you come in and woke me up because there was a dog at the window?" <laughs> and that, and when I and he said that, I remembered like. I remember waking up to a noise. I looked out my window, like opened the blind up, and when I looked out the window, there was a dog, a German Shepherd, which back then I he goes, remember that I used to call them police dogs. He said, you come in and said there was a police dog looking in your window, but it had its paws up on the windowsill and leaning, like looking in the window. So when I pulled the blinds open, there's a dog right there. And I went in and woke him up, and he went, ah, shut up, don't be silly, and he. He goes, just hop in here, hop in bed with me and go back to sleep. And about five minutes later, you heard a couple of pot plants out the front get smashed. And that's when he jumped up and went, oh, what? Went out and had a look and didn't see anything. But, yeah, like, if I hadn't had these encounters, I wouldn't have remembered about that. And 
couple of the guys in America said, how do you know this thing hasn't been around you the whole time? And that yes. could have been what you encountered all these times, whether it's because we live near where my ancestors, that like Aboriginal ancestors originally come from. How do you know it's not a spirit of one of them or like it's not protecting you or something like that? Like, yeah, it's yeah, just, that's, just that's... weird that I didn't like I dad remembered before me, but yes, yeah, you woke up and woke, said there was a police dog looking in the window and I laughed at you like, what are you talking about? He said, no, he said the paws were on the windowsill on the outside and its head was like, it was looking me in the eyes when I pulled the blinds back. He said, dogs don't do that. He said, how was a dog to know that you'd be looking out the window for it to be? Have yeah. you heard the dogs looking in windows? Like, that's kind of, said, how do you know it wasn't in your... What's that? Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. I just said it's kind of weird, isn't it? It's not your typical. Yeah. This so this is in the middle of the night. It's yeah, dark. Like you're asleep in the morning or something. He said. Yeah, before, so you're just before he went to work. So you're asleep. So I woke in bed. up, heard a noise. I heard something outside to wake me up, and yeah, jumped up and looked out the window to see what it was, and yeah, dog staring right in the window. And I remember him saying a couple of months after that too. We were all sitting there watching a movie one Saturday night. And we heard a bang on the roof and then you could hear like running and then like a big bonk and then that was stopped. And, but where it had happened, it was from the front of the house to the back of the house and the back of our house actually, the land's on that much of a slant that the back end of the house is nearly like a two-story or three-story house. Like it's real steep at the back. Anyway, so whatever this thing was, it's run down the roof and then sounded like it took a big jump off the roof. And we all jumped up and ran out and turned the lights on because we were expecting to see a dead cat or a koala or something because whatever it was, from the height of that, it would have broke its legs landing and went out there and there was nothing there. And yeah. that's when, he, when he was telling me about the dog looking at him, he said, how do you know it wasn't one of these things been hanging around? Because back then, like the house where we were, it was probably two or 300 metres off the river. He said, this thing could have been following you around your whole life, like, whether it's, it was a pup back then, that's why you looked like a big cop, like it just looked like a normal cop dog looking through the window, was it, when it was younger? And now you've seen it when it's older as well, like you've grown up and this thing's grown up too. Like Maybe. Said, like A lot of people have said that, like maybe this thing's been around for a while and you haven't had a yowie encounter and you've been one of these the whole time, but it's bloody. It's sp- it doesn't make it any easier. It's still no. <laughs> it's pretty scary, like I've. <laughs> Don't go out fishing much by myself anymore, even during the day. It's like, wow, I don't want to go now because what else is going to happen? Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't blame you. Yeah. Although you, you, if you think about it, if it really wanted to get you, it probably yeah. could have. Yeah. So it probably every, isn't. Every time I've had an encounter, like whatever it was, it could have got me. Yeah. So whether it was just tricking me or might have been something going on in the area and it's trying to scare me off or, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just, it just does your head in. And even a couple of months ago, like I've, I've sent it to a killer, I have to send it to you. Went out for a smoke. It would have been 12 o'clock one night. I couldn't sleep. Went out for a smoke and I was doing something on my phone and a, like a police car was coming across the bridge near our house. Anyway, the sign you hear the siren going, every time it stops, you hear this massive like howl coming from down the bush down near the river and I it, as soon as I heard it it had the hair cell on the back of my neck stand up and it actually sounded like the creature like the dog man I recorded when it ran through the bush uh, at me. right Not like, l- I'm half an hour away from that spot and I was like wow like how could I go out at that time 
and then hear that like of all the times I've come out and that and it's that one time I come out and I hear this howl again and I actually recorded it so I have to send it over to you and you can you can hear it in between the songs and it's like what the hell and dad's like yeah it's definitely still around you Yes, maybe it's your spirit animal. With you going, ah, I know where you live. Like, (laughs) maybe, but I guess you can reassure yourself though. If it really wanted to hurt you, it would. So maybe that's not what the intention is, and maybe there's no need to be afraid. Maybe maybe, it's protecting you from yowies, yeah, or protecting you from some other attack. It's just it's crazy. Like we've been back to where I had my first dogman encounter, and like in the um, when I charged me through the bush. We've been back there a couple of times, like with the missus and kids, because there's a big park there, and we've gone for, had lunch with me far from law and that there. And we went for a walk. One day we went for a walk down near the water, and I was telling the missus where it had happened and stuff like that. And my daughter's there, and she goes, "Can you hear that?" And in the distance, you could hear this same roar. Right. And that she picked up on it first, and she's five, and she knows what. I've, what's happened to me? I've showed her the photos too much because I don't want to scare her. But I just say, oh, a big, big animal in the bush was roaring, and she looked at Dad. And she goes, Dad, it must be your friend. It sounds like it's saying hello. <laughs> and I went, Oh, don't, because that's creepy. This is like it, <laughs> it, it, it. I think it's saying hello to you. It's like it knows you're here. And then um, I thought, Oh, I hope it's me friend and it's letting me know I'm here and it's not going, hey, mate, I know you're back. You better get out of here. Like, <laughs> I'm going to come and get you. <laughs> yeah. So she heard it and then we went again. It was only a couple of weeks ago we went over and we jumped out with some fish and chips and we started to eat and my missus actually looked at me and she looked looked like she's seen a ghost. And she's like, can you hear that? And sure enough, after she said that, you could hear the big howl again. I was like, what the hell? Like it's lunchtime now and like it's not like it's a koala or something mating calls or that during the day. Like, so I've been there and had, I've recorded it once and then heard it another two times, like middle of the day over there. Like, she and the daughter said again, "Dad, I think it knows you're here again." And I was like, "I think it's time to go." Like, <laughs> it's just crazy. So I don't know, yeah, if it is picking up that I'm there or it's just purely coincidence. You know what I mean? Like. I'm listening for stuff like that now when I go out and stuff. But both these times, my daughter's heard it first and me, and me misses. But, yeah, it's just it's crazy. I don't think I'll ever go out in a kayak over there again. No. By myself anyway, like just in case. Like it could be looking after me and stuff like that, but you don't want to risk it. I guess you could also, if you do, if you are out there, go out there setting your intentions, like talk to it, yeah. talk to it and say, yeah. I'm, I'm not here to harm you. Yeah. I'm not here with any disrespect. I just want to do a little bit of fishing. I'll leave a couple of fish yeah. out on the bank for you. Maybe that will yeah, make Tiller's, a difference. Yeah, Tiller's, he's talked, spoke to a few elders and stuff and, and I've read stuff on the internet too about they reckon every season – the Aboriginals, their first fish of the season, they catch, they actually used to bury it in the banks of the river and it's supposed to bring on good luck and more like luck to catch more fish. And yeah, so I was like, maybe from now on when I go, I might try that. But it's so crazy. Maybe that, because I've heard that practice before of Aboriginal people yeah. leaving leaving some of their fish for yeah. the, the, the big fella. For the Yowies, yeah. maybe that that tradition of burying that fish first fish is is actually leaving the fish there yeah. for the Yowies, and the, and the good luck with the fishing is simply that they're not 
attacked by Yowies and that they're allowed to yeah. fish there in peace. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's just it's so weird. Like what I was saying, like before, like since I, I did a podcast with Cade about it, and like before then, I'd never heard of like I thought Dogman was a croc, but I'd never heard of anything. And since then, I've heard a couple other encounters and that, but it's still. We were saying before, like, we don't know where it's come from. It's just, like, recent. It's not, like, a thing they've been talking about for thousands of years, like Yowies and Bigfoot and Sasquatch and stuff. It's, like, the last 20 years or something. It's, like, they just turned up. Yeah. And that sort of freaks out, too. It's, like, where have they come from? And what do they say in the States? I, I could have sworn I heard, and I might be wrong, um, that there was more history of the dogman-like creature yeah. in North American, native North American histories in, yeah. their, in their law. Is that right or have I got that wrong? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard the same and a lot of people go back to even like in the Bible with like the sign of Cephalis, like the yes. half man, half dog and stuff like that. But other than that, like in Australia there's been nothing about it. Like yeah. There's even in the Kakadu and stuff like that, there's cave paintings from 10,000 years ago of big cats and like, Nothing against Aboriginals that, I'm not saying they're silly or that, but they would have known how to draw a big cat back then if we didn't have big cats roaming the bush. Like, didn't they couldn't jump on their phone and go, "I wonder what a big, I wonder what a big hairy cat looks like to draw it." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, then yeah. he drew stuff. All their, all their history and all their stories and that are based on animals they've seen. Like, not saying they're silly or that, but they couldn't just make up. Oh, I'm going to think of this thing that walks around and. Like has a hasn't got a big long snout like a dog, and it's got a real long tail. Like they wouldn't have thought of that stuff. They drew stuff that they actually seen, and there's photo, there's paintings of big cats, there's big photos of yowies and bunyip and stuff like that. But nothing anywhere on Dogman. Like yes, it's it's so weird. It's really bizarre. Yeah, really. Whether bizarre. they've just turned up or they've got on boats and come over here, or yeah, or they've been here the whole time and there just hasn't been anyone to talk about it like anyone survived yeah although like i said I, they felt pretty nasty the encounters i've had like it was a whole different feeling the yowies and stuff like so if, if anything if you were to go missing and that i reckon if, if i knew someone went out into the bush in the area that i've had these encounters and they went missing i'd think that straight away before a yowie like a dog man taking them you know what i mean like that's a really that's like a really from, interesting point that you you didn't feel that sense of danger and fear from the Yowie experiences, but yeah. you did from the Dogman experiences. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I wonder so what's which going is on weird. There. Like I said, like if it's following me and stuff like that, why would I feel it then? Whether it was something was going on in the area and it was them trying to spook me off or whatever it was, you know what I mean? Like mm. I reckon you go back through all the people that have gone missing and that over the years in America and that I'd put them down to these things and instead of Bigfoot by my feeling of the encounters, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people say like they've had encounters, like even like Dean's talked about his encounters with Yowies when he's been knocked over and stuff like that, but nothing to the point that you think, oh, yeah, it's 100% going around killing people. Although but, he did um, he did have that that experience in where, he, well, definitely the one that, that shoved him, but there's also yeah. another time where he was on the phone and – Something. Yeah, oh yeah. When it was chased him and, and chased him. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. scary. Like he he thought it was he thought he was going to die. 
he, he thought yeah. they were his last moments. But you know what I mean? Like there's nothing like you hear in him, like you hear people getting ripped apart by him and stuff like that. But like most of the encounters in Australia are sort of timid. Like there has been the odd one, but when people just go missing, they go, oh, yeah, he must have got it. But now after all the stuff I've had happen, it's like, I don't think it's a yowie. I think it's a dog man that's taken <laughs> no, someone. If, if something like that's happened, you know what I mean? Like you hear of, in America of them coming out, sticking their head out of the bush and snarling and growling at people like in the middle of the day. Like it's like that's that's intimidation. That's like trying to put fear in you. People seeing one, they're like, what's that? And they look at it, looking a bit closer and you see it like smile and like its teeth coming out and stuff. Like it's like, what the hell? Like. Yeah, it's sort of they're catching you're seeing them as they're running off or they're doing something to scare you off. Whereas these things are going out of their way to show themselves and intimidate you. And yeah, it's just it's just weird. Like it's so much like so between the different types of encounters, it's just so crazy how different they are. Yeah, and are they happening in the United States? Are, you, are they happening all over the country or certain in, in particular areas? Yeah, everywhere. Like, everywhere. I was talking to me mates over there, and like like I was saying, in the last twelve months there's been say ten reports of dogman to one Bigfoot. Like they just said, they don't understand what's going on. They're just exploding, and they said like you think about it too. A lot of people will be making it up, looking for a story and stuff like that. But even if ninety percent of them or eighty percent are fake, it's still two to one dogman encounters to Bigfoot. Like yeah, it's yeah. just crazy. They're, it's like they're, the they're, last two or three years are just everywhere. All different countries, like different states in different countries are just seeing them and never seen them before. Like, yeah, It's, it's weird times at the moment. There's, yeah. there's something yeah. strange going on. You're not, yeah. the, you're not the only person to be noticing that nah. there's, there's, there's a, an uptick in, in strange cryptid creatures yeah. all over the yeah, world. Everything. Like the whole mm. world's strange at the moment. Yes. Let alone these creatures and stuff too. Like it's yep. just weird. And the um, hardest thing is, is a lot of people aren't noticing anything. How are these few people noticing everything and then everyone else is not noticing? The whole world's crazy and it, it seems to be getting a bit better now, but we can just hope it gets better. But Yeah, I'm hoping we get some answers. So I, I, yeah. I've had, you know, people suggest what's going on, what's going on. But uh, there's no, yeah. there's no definitive answers and from nah. that, and that, that's really frustrating. Yeah. You know? And it's not just one thing. It's for everything at the moment. Like it's I've never, people have said like, there's never been a time in the world when there's been so much stuff going on at the one time and so many different explanations and no answers to anything. And I, from what I believe, you know, I talked to, people who are UFO mm. researchers and they're saying there's a lot of people seeing UFOs at the moment and yeah. uh, people saying well, that's, I've that. Had a, I've seen sightings of that of them too. Like it's just like once you see why the thing gets like you know, opened up to everything. Yeah, and people who have you abduction I mean? stories like, say that they're, yeah. they feel like there's something coming, like there's mm. there's something big going on. Yeah. Before, like, I was a bit worried with everything, but now it's, it sort of feels like some of it's going on, but it's not bad, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like everything's sort of got to start coming good again, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have the, like, the yelling counter and then big cats and this thing and, like, the dog man and then UFOs and just 
once you see one thing, you just, it's like you open your eyes, open up and you see so much stuff going around, yeah. going on around you, you know what I mean? Like hopefully now I sort of cleared up and that and I'll be able to go out and do a bit more investigation and stuff and I bought a better camera and stuff. Instead of just using my phone, I've got a, one of the good cameras like a tiller and Yowie Dan used. It's got night vision and stuff like that. Oh, cool. I got footage of when I had the big cat encounter, I got a footage of a, like of the little cat, like a cub running through the bush. You can sort of see it in the video, but it's up on YouTube too. You can see with the night vision. But now I've got a booster for the night vision, so it's stronger and recently got a drone and stuff. So hopefully now it's everything's going back to normal. I can get out to these areas that have had these encounters and check them out a bit more. Is it a thermal camera or infrared? No, it's just vision? an infrared one. So yep, yep. I'm going to get a thermal next. It's just they're bloody expensive. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got, got little, I've got the same one that the Dean's little, got. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah, pretty and cool. you got the little, you got little kids and everything, the bills and everything. Oh yes, expensive. So <laughs> that's my next one. Now I've got I've got my good computer. I built my own computer so I can put my videos together and put it up online and do my podcasts and stuff and got the camera and got the, the boost for the night vision it, without the boost it would only go probably two or three meters that's all you could see but i actually bought a boost and light they use for the infrared like the hunting scope mm-hmm. so if i zoom it right in i can get to about 500 meters oh, wow. with the night vision so and then i can pump it out so it's like a um like the floodlight and even the floodlight it goes about 50 meters and lights up everything around which I don't know if it's going to help much because a lot of people say they pick up on the infrared light. Yeah, they do say that. It might be an, it might be enough that I might be able to catch something off guard, you know what I mean? Like it's better to have it than not have it. So, hmm. yeah. yeah, so hopefully I can get out and do a bit more and well, let go me know, with Yowie hey, Dan go. and the tiller and go out with them boys because they seem to attract everything so yeah yes they and, do they've got a knack of attracting things as well both of them <laughs> and, and they're awesome like they've taught me yes. so much with the cameras and even just um telling me about their encounters and what to do when this happens and i really appreciate like what they've done for me like for them to come out with me to go back and look at the spot where i got the photos like i couldn't go by myself i was so scared and it was so good to go out with these guys that have been experiencing this stuff for 10, 20, 25 years, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was so good to be out there and I knew if anything went down, at least I was with them, they've dealt with everything. You've heard all their stories and all their encounters and stuff. Like yeah. they've been through a lot of stuff and I was like, how good's that? But after it, we went and had a look and realised it was bigger and there was actually something there and not just, just pareidolia and that. It freaked me out a bit more after it, but... It's so good to have them two boys to talk to and like you go on the Yowie Hunters site and you look at all the different encounters and I love the little interactive map that's on there. It's the best. It's, oh, it's probably the best idea. Like yeah. as soon as you have something happen, you go, hang on, I'll have a look on that. And I don't know how I did it. It's gone now. But at one stage I looked on it and every time I used Google Maps after it, I'd be driving, say, into Sydney and they'd flash up on the Google Maps on my phone. Oh. Yeah, we saw it in this area. I don't know how I done it. Oh. It's gone now, so I don't know if I got. It was just a glitch, or but I'd go down to say go down to Goulburn, and as you're going down the freeway, um, if you if it was zoomed out enough, you'd see the spots that people had put on the map, of, and it was exactly the same as being on the website. I was like, wow, how cool is this? And that is so cool. It was so funny because cool. I'd go to 
yeah, I don't know how I done it, and it's gone now. So it might have been an update and got rid of it, but I had to hide it at work because they'd be like, "Oh, look at this spot I'm going to go to on the weekend." They'd be like, "What's that?" I was like, "Oh, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. Like you don't want to freak everyone out at work. You know what I mean? Like because a lot of them think think it's all bull crap and that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. After that- a while, you go, "No, stuff it. This is what this is. That someone's saying a yowie there or something." And I'll have a bit of a laugh, and then I show them me photos and of the the dog man and they go holy crap what's that <laughs> exactly like, over the next couple of months we're going to do a bit of camp and like with the family and that go to a couple of different spots and while we're out i'll have a look around and yeah but other than that i'll just do some podcasts and i'm oh. going to get me mates from america with the dog man stuff to come on and have a chat with me and that and awesome see so- if they can get them in contact with you and get them on the show though oh that would be, be super cool that'd be great it's so good to talk to them like i was saying there's not many people here you can talk about this stuff with because it hasn't existed over here you know what i mean and these guys every week they're having encounters or they're talking to someone and they've all seen them and run into them in the bush and that they've got so much knowledge and that it, they're like talking to dean about yowies but talking to these guys about dog man it's the same sort of idea you know what i mean like yeah Dean's the, the top dog in Australia with yowies and stuff. And, yeah. You know what I mean? And these guys are like the equivalent of that with dog men in America. It's it's awesome to talk to them all the time. And, Love to talk to them. Do you want to tell the listeners yeah. uh, where they can find your YouTube channel? What What's it called? Uh, it's just called Creepers, Cryptid and Paranormal Corner. You go on there and I've, I've done a couple of little episodes and it's basically just my encounters I've had couple of videos i've put together of areas i've been to or wanted to check out and stuff like that and it's a bit a bit, a bit small at the moment i'll start doing a bit more and once i start getting a few guests on there and stuff like that and getting out a bit more like the last two years we haven't been able to go anywhere with all the lockdowns and stuff and so it was good that i had time to start doing it but then bad at the same time because we couldn't go out and do as much and yeah. stuff but so hopefully the next couple of months i can do a bit more and then get a bit more content out there and that but the more and more it's going on more and more people are coming out about them and that and it's just even with yowies and all that and all the stuff dean and the boys are doing up queensland and even attila and yowie dan and that's going to be really interesting the next couple of years yeah to see if anything else comes out like anyone starts saying new not new but creatures we haven't seen before just because everyone's getting out and they've got all this new tech. and Yeah, that's like right. I've spoken to a couple of guys in America and they were talking about the thermals and stuff and they were saying, like, I was going to buy a Pulsar one. And he said, just hang off a couple of months. As he goes, I know, one of the guys said, I know there's some new ones coming out and they're going to be even cheaper and they're going to be just as good or if not better. And So the next couple of years, you can just you just got to look at the drones, how much they've changed. In the last two years, you've gone from paying five, six grand for one that I picked one up the other day for 450 bucks and it's 4K camera. Right. So imagine all this technology in the next couple of years, like next year or two, I reckon they're going to, the boys up Queensland or Attila and that are going to find something that just blows everyone's mind just by the tech upgrading and stuff, like, and getting into spots that people haven't been to before. Like, it's scary and like really interesting at the same time. Like, what yeah. could happen the next year or two? Like, yeah, for sure. Because how quickly everything's changed in the last, even the last twelve months with the guys up in Queensland and the Tiller and that, all yeah. the rest of the boys like Yowie Dan, like he always he's always finding stuff. Like, other than Dean and um, Buck and Gary's like thermal images, his little um, video of 
Yowie. I reckon it's probably our best footage we've got anywhere. Have you seen that? It was actually oh. on the track documentary. Have you oh, seen yes. That? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. And it, it, I always used to say that's like our paddy film. You see that creature climb up over the ridge. That's right. And then when they go back in track and show you where it was and you're like, wow, that's like a 12-foot step. It's just climbed up over it. It's like other than that, like in Dean, like Dean and that Gary and Buck's thermal footage, it's probably the best I've ever seen. But other than that, yeah, we dance is easily second, you know what I mean? Like, yep. So I reckon everything's getting closer with lockdowns. There's no people around, so all these creatures are coming closer to populations going, hey, where are the people going? And you might find now that people are starting to come out again, you might have these, you might have yowies who were getting habituated to the fact that they're like, there are people aren't around. So you might find yeah. now that all of a sudden there are bushwalkers and there are people out, there might be yeah. some accidental encounters and sightings yeah. or more than before yeah. anyway. Yeah, that's what I reckon. Mm. I reckon the next year or two will be, there'll be more come out about everything than there ever will be, you know what I mean? Like, He's got to look at the UFO stuff with the FBI and that releasing stuff in America. And that never thought they'd ever do that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? They've released footage of stuff with the Navy and that, like with Yowies and that, with people getting into areas they've never been to before and all the new tech. I reckon, yeah, the next year or two, if we're ever going to get them properly on film and properly noticed, like I reckon it's going to be then. Like it's 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 like I'm saying it's exciting and scary at the same time. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like they're not supposed to be out there, and, and not, none of this is supposed to be real. It's supposed to be fairy tales and nursery rhymes and stuff like that. And it's just scary that the nursery rhymes and the fairy tales and all these movies are obviously being based on these creatures. Yeah, and you got a photo of one. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, that's uh, no fairy tale. Like I said, I, I'll look at it. I even now I can turn the computer on and look at it. And still, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, and you're like, mm. "Wow, that thing's real." Yeah. Like, you might become the, the Australia's dogman expert, John. <laughs> yeah. it's pretty. It's pretty. Like I said, it's pretty cool. Pretty scary. Like, don't want to go out looking for them. Like. Before I had the encounter, you wouldn't even think to go out and look for that sort of stuff. But now you're like, it's get the crap out of me, but I want to know more. And you want to go out, even though you're crapping yourself in the car when you pull up somewhere, <laughs> you shake your nilly when you get out because you're like, what's going to happen now? Yeah. But you still, Dean and that would be the same. Like, I don't know, they, they probably don't get scared, but just the nerves and that, you're like, oh, what's going to happen tonight? And you get out and something doesn't happen. If something does happen, you're like, wow, like, it's, it's, it's a crazy feeling. It's yeah. Not, like I said, it's not supposed to, they're not supposed to be real. They're not supposed to be out there. Uh, and I do believe Dean definitely gets, has fear. He, he mm. suffered PTSD for months after his terrifying experiences. Yeah. So he definitely, the, the nerves, he, and apparently, according to Gary and Buck, Dean doesn't sleep all night. The other guys will, yeah. will pass out and, and, um, and snore the night away, <laughs> but Dean yeah, just doesn't I, sleep. He's way too. I know. Age. After I after I had my encounters with dog bear, and I'd I'd wake up in the middle of the night. And I'd hear that I'd be walking, having a dream. I'd never dream, but I'd have a dream. I'd be walking down the street or something, and then I'd hear that howl, and I'd wake up and go, "Oh shit, it was a dream!" Like it just once you have an experience, like no matter what you do, you're not going to forget about it. Like at first, I thought I was a bit paranoid. You know what I mean? But it's not when you're realising and you're seeing stuff and 
physical stuff like getting a photo and that like you're like that's not being paranoid or seeing things like when you've got a photo of it there's evidence that there was actually something there like yeah it's just yes absolutely it's still hard to explain like to this day you know what i mean like i've had a couple of times i spoke on podcasts about it and that and it's still still like mind-boggling telling you is about telling people about it what happened and what I've seen and what I've got a photo of, it's still hard to believe, even though there's a photo there for me to look at every day to prove that there was something there. Like these spots I was going to, they're like a national park, but they're not, they're like a state forest or something like that. But every morning the gates get opened at six o'clock and then they're closed at night. And it's like, I don't know why they do that. And then sometimes you go there and they're open and then some days they're locked. And it's like, do they know that these creatures are in the area and that's why you're not allowed in there at night? But then I've had these encounters during the day. Like, it's, like they'd have to, the government and everyone would have to know that these these things are out there. Oh, yeah, like, of, of just course. Be random people finding them, you know what I mean? Like, they have to know that they're out there. And for a spot like that, that it's not a national park, but it's treated like one and they have gates here, big, massive gates you can't get through, you can't walk in there overnight, they're just locked up. And then the couple of times I've been over there and had encounters and it makes you think, like, oh, is that why they're locking the gates? Because they don't want people going missing? Or And that's the main reason I come out with the photos because I was pretty embarrassed. I didn't want to show too many people and that. But the thing was, like, maybe one day it might be the reason someone gets found safe. Like, they find someone before they're dead or someone might, one of these creatures might take someone, they die, but it could be, instead of people dredging the river looking for them in the water, someone might be like, oh, I remember that photo we've seen of this creature over here. Maybe we should look in the bush and it could be that the family gets a body to bury, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it was that's the main reason I come out. Like, It's like I have to tell people about it so they know that these things are out there, even if they laugh at me and think, well, you're mad. It might be enough that they're walking through the bush one day and they hear something falling and they go, shit, that stuff Johnny was talking about, maybe it's true, we better get out of here, you know what I mean? It was like something like told me like I had to tell people about it. Yeah. And I still haven't worked it out, but that's the only thing I think of. It's like if I didn't know about these things and I was going out into these spots and someone had seen it, I'd want them to tell me yeah. that they're out there to sort of always watch their six or whatever, like they say. Like it's just, yeah. Absolutely. I've had friends that go out in the bush and go hunting and everything and I show them the photos and they laugh and go, that's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And I've had a, one of my good mates, I had a big argument with him one day and I said, look, I wouldn't come out and show you this stuff if I was lying or making it up like I'm telling you because I know you go out with your kids and you go hunting and you go bushwalking and all that. I just want you to think about it. When you're out and you hear something, it could be one of these. And he said to me, Johnny, it's not that I don't believe you, I can't believe you. The thing is if... I'm going out and I've got this in my head. I'm going to be worried about it all the time. You know what I mean? It scares the crap out of me and I won't ever go in the bush again. So that's why I'm acting like that towards you. It's not that I think you're full of shit or you're making stuff up. It's I can't believe that they're real because it will ruin all my hobbies that I have of going in the bush. You know what I mean? Like The thing is if people are like that or you tell them and they think, hang on a minute, you know what? I was talking to a guy at work one day and I showed him the photos. I can't even, we seen a light in the sky. It was like a UFO going over the job site real early one morning. And we're like, what the hell's that? And as soon as that happened, I went, you know what? This is what I seen one day. I got photos. I showed him. As soon as I showed him, 
two minutes later, he goes, you know what, Johnny? He said, that reminds me of the time I was coming back from down the coast and we'll come around a bend and a big cat ran across the road in front of me. And he's like a big sight foreman and that, like you wouldn't expect him to be like that. But if I hadn't said that stuff to him and we hadn't seen that thing in the sky and then I'd showed him them photos, he wouldn't have ever told me that story. And I was like, wow. He goes, yeah. He said it galloped across the road. It was like a whole, like, like a pony or something. Like he said, it wasn't a domestic cat. He said it was a big black cat. And the stuff that people see these days and don't think anything of it. Like it's like they're all walking around. Like so many people are walking around in autopilot. Yeah. Well, they don't tell people. There's actually so many people who have stories of ghosts or UFOs or yaoi's or all sorts of strange, mysterious phenomena, but they don't. Yeah. They don't tell people because you know you, you're risking ridicule from your family and friends and and yeah. acquaintances, and and because you know mainstream society says that these things don't exist, so a lot yeah. of people don't want to don't want to buck that and they don't want to be seen as crazy. But if you dig yeah, exactly. if you if you dig a little bit, you find out that so many people have stories yeah. like this. The, the best thing, I, lo- I love it. It's my favourite thing to hear. It makes me laugh so much. Like I've had family members say it to me. I've showed family members my photos and they say, Johnny, um, I don't believe in that stuff. You're full of shit. But guess what? I seen a ghost one night. Yeah. Or I don't believe in that, but I seen a UFO one night. Yeah, and I yeah. laugh. I'm like, are you serious? Like how yeah. can you say you've seen a UFO or a ghost, but then you can't believe that i got a photo of a upright, like a dog man. Like how can you? say this is real but that's not like if you've seen that you should know that if a ufo can be real an alien can be real anything can be real like dean uh, cracks me up dean was talking to someone who insisted that these that yowies couldn't exist but he'd actually seen yeah. one he'd seen one yeah but still <laughs> but couldn't but still couldn't believe that they existed and he would only yeah. believe that they existed if he could uh, do blood tests and um, yeah. you know stick it in a in a lab and do experiments yeah. and you know look at the dead body yeah. and that was the only way he was going to believe it even though he'd seen one himself yeah, yeah. the people just crack you up they find I think they said they find like 10 new species in the Amazon every year like yes. every week yeah. it's like so many things are being found but these things can't be real. It's a little bit arrogant to assume as a human being that we know everything already, we've explored everything, we've discovered yeah. everything, um, and yeah. now we know everything. I, I, that's just, it's it's just a bit silly, really, because we, yeah. we, I don't think we've even scratched the surface from the yeah. sounds of it. Exactly. Well, you've just got to look at Australia. Like they said, 85% of the population live in 10% of the area, and there's still 40% that people haven't been to before. It's like, how can you say... In Tasmanian tigers and that, how can you say that they're extinct unless you've got everyone in Australia to link arms and walk from the east coast to the west coast and go <laughs> through the bush and see every spot? How can you say that they're extinct? And people would just, they hear stuff and see stuff on TV and that's it. That's nothing else is real, nothing else is, yeah, it's, they frustrate. And I've, I've spoken to like Cade and that, I said that, I said it frustrates me that much. And you, you got proof in that and you want to show someone just to, Help them out. It's not you want them to give you a pat on the back and say, "Yeah, good are you? Look at you done it." Hey guys, I want you to see this because I know they're real and I've seen them. We've encountered them. I want you to know that they're out there just to keep safe, and they laugh at you. Yeah. It's like what? What's wrong with you? Yes. But it all goes back to what Dad said. He said these things, these encounters you had. If that didn't happen, you wouldn't be thinking the way you are, and you wouldn't be doing the stuff that you're doing. So it's all for a reason, like. Absolutely. 
and it's good to the way everyone is with this sort of stuff, everyone gets on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you talk to Yowie Dan and Dean and all that. Like, I've never spoken to Dean, but you know what I mean? Like, everyone gets on though. There's no, oh, he said this or he said that. Like, there's no kissy fits between people. Like, everyone's interested in what they're finding and stuff. Like, it's crazy because everywhere in the world, like, you drive down a street, someone looks at you in your car, oh, how'd you get that? You know what I mean? Whereas, yeah, Dan brings out a video of Dean and that bring out like their thermal video. And it's not like, oh, how'd they do that? They must be doing this or whatever. It's, wow, look at this shit. And they start showing everyone too. Like there's no jealousy <laughs> or anything. Yeah, it's really involved. cool. It's like the more you find out, the more people go, wow, how good is this? Tell me some more. Like it's a just really weird. It, it, like I was saying, it's weird that you wear classes weirdos for being into stuff like that. But then there's more and more normal people coming to talk to the weirdos so then they know what's going on. And that was John Kershaw, host of YouTube channel Creepers, Cryptid and Paranormal Corner. I will share John's photos to the Yowie Central Facebook page. So check that out after the show. If you haven't seen the movie Predator and you're wondering about the sound that John mentioned, I did a little online search and found something that's pretty close to what John is describing. I don't know about you, but if I could hear that noise and I couldn't work out where it was coming from and I was in the middle of the bush by myself, I <laughs> I might need new underpants. Remember, if you've had a sighting, whether it be of a Yowie, a Junjadi, another cryptid creature altogether, a dogman, or something in the paranormal realm, or something in the UFO alien realm, I would love to talk to you, and I'm sure the Yowie Central listeners would love to hear your story. So get in touch with me via yowiecentral at gmail.com or via my new email address, which is sarah at yaoicentral.com, or you can send me a message via the Yowie Central Facebook group. And just a note, if you want to join the Yowie Central Facebook group, I've got lots of people joining at the moment, and I've declined a couple only because they look like bots. And it doesn't look like a real person's behind the profile. So if you're listening to this and I've declined your request, put the request in again, maybe send me an email or a message so I know to look out for it and I can approve it. Well, that's all I've got for you today, my friends. Yowie Central will be back next Wednesday, so I'll catch you then. Stay safe. Out in the cold. 
out in the dark. Something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware. There's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl. Looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal. Feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.